welcome to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Get ready to hear God, encounter the supernatural, and discover your destiny. Doug is a prophetic speaker, author, and coach whose message of love, hope, and having fun reaches people around the world. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Spirit Connection podcast. I'm so excited because God is doing new things. This is an entirely new season, and it's important that we get in alignment with what God is doing right now. That's what's going to help you the best. And I've been praying about this and really trying to bring on the next guest I have, and a real good friend of mine, and he is so good at bringing new things because he's been part of many moves of God all the way back into the 80s. He was part of the Kansas City Prophet Movement and the Toronto Blessing. You name it, he's he's been there. He is he's just an amazing friend of mine. James Gall, founder of God Encounters Ministries. He's traveled around the world sharing the love of Jesus. He imparts the power of intercession, prophetic ministry, and life in the Holy Spirit. You know, he's authored over 40 books. This is unbelievable, including The Seer, The Lost Art of Intercession, The Coming Israel Awakening, and Lifestyle of the Prophetic. And I want you to know, everything that I've learned about prophetic intercession, I've learned from this man. I used to put his tapes on years ago, and that's when I got used to feed on this, and he taught me a lot. And now I had no idea. Years later, we'd become friends. And he lives in Franklin, Tennessee, and has four amazing kids. Welcome to the show, James. How are you? I'm awesome, and you're even better. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. Thank you, Doug. So why don't you just tell our listeners a bit about yourself, in case they don't know you and your ministry. Okay. All righty. So uh, I can't believe what I'm about to say, but it's true. I'm 65 years old now, and uh, I grew up in the terminal generation. That means the Jesus people. Uh, generation where we believe that he was coming back any day, and he's still coming back, you know, any day. So anyway, I'm fruit from uh, uh, 50 years ago, a move of God, of the Jesus people overlapping charismatic. And I grew up in the Midwest, gave my life. I don't have the BC stories uh, before Christ like most people do. I was set apart from Amanda Elizabeth, my mother's name. She had a miscarriage of a little boy, July 3rd, 1951, five months pregnant. And that day she prayed. She told God, she said, if you'll give me another son, I'll dedicate him to Christ's service. And I was born one year later to the very date Wow! on July 3rd, 1952. And the way I've humorously, and yet in a way of reality, stated it for many years, I came out my mama's womb. I waved my hand and I said, hallelujah, (laughs) as I was born of an Elizabeth, which means consecrated. In that realm, I would guess I could say that I've been a forerunner. And I want to say that um, through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. So for those who don't know, that's from the first stanza of the greatest hymn, one of the greatest hymns called Amazing Grace. Yeah. And though I've gone through a lot, I, um, I want to be one of the most grateful p- 
people that's alive on the planet. That's one of my goals today. So I've been in full-time vocational ministry for close to 45 years. And I have, uh, you know, author of over 40 books and had the honor of being a part of the the platform many, many years ago with the emergence of the Kansas City Prophets. I've lived here in Nashville, Tennessee for the last 20 years. Got four miracle kids that are all married. Uh, Michael Ann, that I was married to for 32 years, uh, looks on from her perch in heaven. And I continue and carry on. And uh, I want everybody to know that God is good and his mercies endure forever. And that's true for every one of you. Amen. I just want everybody to know that years ago when I came, you know, I came out of the cult back in the 80s. And, you know, I was going to just a church in San Francisco that I could find. And someone yeah. gave me a set of James Gall, the time Jim Gall tapes on, yep. on prophetic right. intercession. And something struck me when I heard your stories about Count von Zinzendorf and all that. Oh, yeah. I listened to those <laughs> things on repeat yep. over and over. And what yeah. I learned at that time that got me through and yep. actually was the basis for uh-huh. what I do today. I'm still a prophetic intercessor right. at heart. You are, it's true. And so mm-hmm. anyway, I owe you a You're lot. Welcome. I'm so grateful for you. Yeah. And I love you, Doug. And, and we share a lot of uh, uh, common DNA of being influenced by some very similar people. And, uh, and yet uh, today, we're some of the survivors who get to be fathers to help raise, yet be voices, and yet be coaches, cheerleaders, mentors to those who are coming forth in the next generation. Yeah. So that's a great honor. Yeah. And uh, your your ministry is so rich because it, it goes into the teaching, the depth that you go, as well as the prophetic and the crazy, yeah. the crazy stuff that happens in, in your meetings yeah. and when you talk. I, and my wife, Linda, and I were yeah. just talking about how we love, we just don't know what to expect, you know, something's going to happen. It's gonna, and I just want to say this to the listeners. Yes, sir. We were praying yeah. ahead of time, and we felt that this was going to be one of those times that you might need to pull the car over yeah. and that there was going to be yeah. an impartation happen in this time. So I want to just say, get expectant right now. Get ready, because James carries an anointing to open things up, to break things open for you. And I felt that that was going to... And also, well, something I talk about a lot is accelerating people in. Yeah. Some of the seer prophets, like Bob Jones, who's in heaven now, Bobby Connor, the John Paul Jackson, who's in heaven also, and, and many of that category of prophets, seer prophets, have tended to have encounters with God during the Hebrew calendar of the 10 days of all. Not not only then, but that becomes a very special time to those seer prophets and often consecrate themselves to the Lord then from the Rosh Hashanah first day of the new year to the 10th day, which is Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement. With that background, this last fall in 2017, which was still 5777 in the Hebrew calendar, then in crossing over 
then and to write then the new Hebrew year of 5778. And just very quickly, I know that those of you who follow Doug and the Spirit Connect and all of this, you, what I'm going to say now will be reviewed, but some of you, this might be new. Five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of completion. And seven days, you know, creation, six days, seventh day, it was complete, God rested. And then eight is the number of new beginning. So we've entered into a period of time where there is grace to complete old assignments in order to move into the eight, to move into the new assignments that God has for us. Now, with all of that background, let me give you an experience, an encounter that I had that is rocking my world and it's going to rock yours. This last year, from 577 to 5778, grace to finish assignments, grace to begin new beginnings. I was asleep. I was in my bedroom. And I had a very short experience. Sometimes those are the most powerful. And it was as though my whole body was struck by a lightning bolt. I was asleep, but I got struck for a moment by an electrical surge of power. It's called the Holy Spirit. It felt like a lightning bolt hit me, which I would kind of like to develop, but I will steer away from that. Okay? I felt like, let me tell you the encounter, then I'll interpret. It felt like a lightning bolt hit me. My body started, actually, I'm still asleep. My body started manifesting, which I've not done that in this realm for maybe almost like 20 years. The height of the Toronto renewal, all of that, it's like, this was almost like common. And then I get struck in a dream by like a bolt of lightning. It surges. It was a power surge. It surged through my body. My body started, let's use another word, reacts to the level of the surge of power. And then I started prophesying. I'm still asleep. Understand, it takes me longer to explain the experience than what the experience itself took. I'm struck by a lightning bolt of his presence. It's a power surge. I felt it. I, my body was energized, and it starts to react or respond to that surge of power. Then I am quickened in my inner being. And out of my belly, Jesus said, will flow forth rivers. Now, that lightning bolt quickened, made awake, alive, a river within me, and it rose up, and I'm still asleep, and I start prophesying out loud, though still asleep, in the bedroom. I wake myself up because I hear my own voice, my voice, the Holy Spirit's voice echoing in the room, wakes me up, at, wakes me up. Did you hear that word? Wakes the voice. I was awakened by the voice. And I hear myself prophesying what I was prophesying in the dream, but I'm doing it out loud. I wake myself up. I didn't wake myself up. The power surge and the flow of the river. I, I was awakened. 
another prophetic thing, and I hear myself prophesying and saying, these are the days. These are the days. These are the days, the beginning of the days of acceleration. The days of acceleration. The days of, and I shifted into prophetic declaration. The days of acceleration. And then it subsided. I laid there in my bed, awake. And my room was filled with the tangible manifested presence of destiny. Of destiny. You know, there's different senses. There's different atmospheres. There's different anointings. There's different textures. There's different um, feelings in the Holy Spirit. And when, when I sense that, when that manifests the presence, sometimes it's, it's like the tenderness of God. Sometimes it's the fear of the Lord. Sometimes it's the terror of God. Sometimes it's the awe and the wonder. This was, the room was pregnant with the destiny of God. I could touch it. I could feel it. I, 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 I feel it right now. It's like, almost, I, can, I can like put my hand, oh, 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 right now, you're going to experience this. Because the destiny of God and some of you are out there, and you have been asleep, but you will be asleep no more. Because God's not the God of a first and a second chance. He's the God of a 50 millionth opportunity. And he's coming again, and he's waking us up. He's, he's activating gifts and callings that for some have gone dormant. For some, it's upgrade season. But his voice, the lightning of his presence is quickening the body, making the body alert, making the body awake. And it's short power surges. I want you out there to get ready for. I don't know that they're long. I don't know, but I know this. They're effective. Power surges being released all over again. I've had it. I'm having it. And I am attempting when it's the right to release this and I feel it on me right now. I speak releases of power surges of the Holy Spirit that is going to awaken dormant callings, that is going to awaken where we plateaued, that is going to cause there to be a, 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 a breaking through of a glass ceiling and, and there will be an emergence, suddenly as though an emergence, and where it has been winter, and all of a sudden the jonquils, all of a sudden the flowers, all of a sudden those early flowers, they come up. They come up, and they come up. And, and I speak that over you. And so, and then I hear myself, as I'm quickened, I hear myself prophesying in the room, these are the days of acceleration. Having then later, I don't try to discern the experience necessarily at the time. I do that later. I interpret it later. So I looked up the word acceleration. And it actually huh, was amazing. It actually, um, Webster's Dictionary and another dictionary that I used, used an illustration of cars and indie car races 
and it used two different models of car for the word acceleration and how one car seems to be in the lead and then this other car in a race hits acceleration and it's like a power boost to an engine that then and then it leaves the other cars behind and it and it goes into acceleration it is fascinating that the dictionary uses an illustration of a race and of cars and those are on vehicles cars these are often symbols of ministries and so there's going to be some you might be feeling like you're lagging behind you might feel like you're forgotten you might feel like but that power surge of god is coming and we're not in competition with anybody folks no 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 don't go there don't compare yourself to some other ministry don't compare yourself to another person there's plenty of room for acceleration for whosoever ever is hungry because this is a team we do it better together so but there is a surge that is going to release you into a new era this is an illustration what took 10 years to accomplish will happen in three years what took a year to accomplish could happen in three months why because the pace no it's not about you doing more it's about him doing more through you and there is an accelerating that took me then over to another word to look at and it is the word momentum and once momentum once momentum once it kicks in gear it doesn't back off there is a momentum yes there's sin of man yes there's errors yes there's failures we drop the ball but i'm telling you there's something in a realm of crossing the threshold of the 500th anniversary of the great reformation this last fall of 2017 on october 31st all saints day and that was the day when the spirit fell from on high with evan roberts in wales and many other great things sometimes the enemy tries to steal that which is holy unto god but we take it back in jesus name and we just celebrated 10 jubilees 500th anniversary of the great reformation and we're now crossing the threshold into the beginning of a whole new era in church history and i had multiple dreams over a period of four years that started talking to me and actually john wimber a messenger of the third wave he was not the founder of the vineyard movement that is how he's tagged but he was then the apostolic messenger of the vineyard movement and then of a third wave movement which see peter wagner who's also with the lord now was the one who gave the tagging he named it the third wave movement and i have had dream after dream where messengers from heaven have come to me and have described and said the purposes of the third great the third wave have now ended 
But it is now the beginning of the fourth great wave. All of these waves have started in church history on the west coast of the United States. And these messengers from heaven would come to me, and they would give me in, like instruction. Now, was it literal or visual? I don't know. That's not what's important. The message is what's important. And the message is that the fourth great wave has now begun, and it's beginning on the West Coast. And it will carry all of the great attributes of the first, the second, and the third great wave. And an attribute of the fourth wave is transformation. So watch in these power surges how God touches a person's life, and instead of them maybe having to go through Alcoholics Anonymous, they get transformed by a moment in God's presence. They get delivered. They get healed. They get they move into transfer. And it isn't only personal transformation. But it does then go into all the whole message of seven cultural mountains, all of this. But let me say it this way. We are crossing a threshold into an era and a period of time where the prayers of Jesus in the Bible will be answered. Where John 17 will be answered where the model Lord's Prayer of Jesus will be answered. I know what I'm saying sounds pretty radical. Well, I think it's time for something pretty radical. Come on. And we are crossing a threshold into a new era that will be the beginning. I didn't say the fullness. I said the beginning of the great transformation where the literal prayers that Jesus taught his disciples, thy kingdom come which is not a petition, that is, in the Greek language, it's imperative language. It's a declaration. It isn't, may your kingdom come. That is not the way it's written. It is, kingdom come will be done. We're entering into, and we are coming into alignment with the declarations of Jesus in the earth, and we are crossing a threshold and to the beginning of the fourth great wave, and I'm saying an enormous amount, but all this overlaps, and we are shifting into the beginning of the days of acceleration. So there's a little bit, and man, I said about uh, three different major messages all rolled up into one there, but folks, this is not time to be passive. Open yourself up right now for a quickening an empowering, a working, a re-energizing, where some of what you thought was dormant that maybe was given to someone else, something that maybe you thought that you're going to get to be, no, you will not be an observer. He wants to empower you, send a power surge to you, quicken you, awaken you, Because a great transformation happens through great transformed believers.
Amen. Okay, Amen. so there's a little bit, Doug. Well, there's the intro, right? Well, uh, well just to yeah. read, just for the people who don't understand the waves, can you explain that there's been yeah. three waves already? Yeah, I'll try. And I, obviously, what I'm using right now is terminology that has come from a certain sector of church history, theologians, historians, teachers, one of them being like C. Peter Wagner, who has now been with the Lord for a year or two. But the first wave was, and it's West Coast oriented, is the Azusa Street. The restoration of the hunger, the restoration of desperation, the restoration of the fire, and then gifting of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, the fire of God, and that uh, that happened in Southern California with the Azusa Street, with William Seymour, that actually began in Topeka, Kansas, with Charles Parham, and then it leapfrogs, and William Seymour, and et cetera, et cetera, there in the Los Angeles area. And then uh, I know that Lou Engel, as an example, held a call, the Azusa, uh, there, I can't remember, might have been the Rose Bowl, like a year or two ago. And it was honoring, what was it, 110 years, 100 years, 110 years since that original outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, so today in the body of Christ globally, we have wave after wave, ripple after ripple of people and whole wineskins that exist today that didn't exist pre-Azusa Street. Right. So it became the first wave was an empowering of the restoration of Pentecost. A second wave, now, in there, in between, there are ripples. There's a lot we had in the 1920s with Amy Simple McPherson and John G. Lake and on and on, Signs and Wonders. We have the 1948, the latter rain, et cetera. But a second great wave was the charismatic renewal. It touched traditional mainline churches and all of a sudden you have catholic acostals you have Pen- you have <laughs> baptist acostals mesocostals episcopal acostals and it started actually it started in many places but one of the places was with the episcopal priest dennis bennett who later moved to seattle to saint luke's episcopal church and people came from all over the world to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and they were mainline denominational people. But it actually, before it moved to Seattle, it started, I can't remember, it was someplace in Orange County, California. It started there. That second wave, charismatic. And of course, there was the Duquesne University students, yeah, the Catholic University, etc. So, but we are celebrating 50 years of that yep. movement. There were two other movements, Doug. I know, I'm, I'm just talking so fast, okay? That's great. There were two other movements that came parallel with the charismatic, the Jesus people and the messianic movement. The term messianic was never, ever used in history. And it became then two other streams. They all three emerged at the same time frame, the charismatic, the Jesus people, California folks, and messianic, where Jewish P 
people found Yeshua, Jesus, as their Messiah. And so now we've been celebrating 50 years of the birth of the Charismatic, the birth of the Jesus people, the birth of the Messianic. That's called second wave. The third wave, Peter Wagner was the one who was used in an article that he was writing for the Church Growth Institute that he, who was a professor at Fuller Seminary, along with, at that time, John Wimber. And then there was a surge, another power surge, folks, like what I had in my dream on the Day of Atonement. A power surge happened, and part of where it happened was Fuller Seminary. And scores of people, Cheon, right there in Pasadena, he was impacted through those classes at Fuller. Many leaders were, people from around the world. And it became the third wave that actually was built upon the charismatic and the Jesus people, and it also was birthed in Southern California. And so the third wave came, and the third wave was different from the charismatic because some of those who refused that movement, God just comes back around and he offers it in a little bit different package. And uh, it actually had better theology with it. It had some really sound, and it had a mixing of a new element that got added into it, and it was the resurgence of the prophetic. So in the third wave, it had sound theology with signs and wonders and the prophetic getting doused into it. So there's first wave short history, second wave short history, third wave history, and now we are crossing the threshold to another fourth wave and from the Great Reformation to the beginning of the Great Transformation. Wow, that that is a yeah. I really hadn't heard you talk about the Great Transformation, but it is lining up with like experiences I had even even at Rosh Hashanah mm-hmm. Yom Kippur and the awakening really? and the surge that the Lord's doing in my life right now, and even healing over the there last few days and all kinds of things starting to come together. I'm so excited. I haven't heard the terminology yet about the Great Transformation, but that describes it. So yeah. well, and what the uh, Lord see, shows. It, it, it takes the, you know, like the teachings of like the seven cultural mountains, and, you know, that Lance Wallnail, Johnny Enlow, and many, 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 many other voices now. But because we're to be, obviously, I'm going to just say it a little different, equipped in the church, but not stuck in the church. Right. Folks, did you just hear what I said? We're <laughs> to be equipped in the church but not stuck in the church. In the second apostolic age of the church, apostolic, using as a simple term, sent one, we're to be in a large capacity, equipped in the church, and then sent. And where we'd be sent? And every single one of these cultural mountains. Hey, you know what? I went to heaven a couple of years ago. I was on the verge of dying. My kidneys were shutting down. 
half shut down. Two other organs were shut down, and I went to heaven. I saw my mom and my dad. I saw my late wife. And I was in heaven. And I want you to know, everybody is beautiful in heaven. (laughs) Everybody is beautiful in heaven. And I was in heaven. And then all of a sudden, a messenger from heaven flies through the translucent belt. I'm being extremely transparent right now. And a messenger from heaven flew through the translucent veil from heaven and stands on earth, but I'm in heaven, and talks to me through the translucent veil and says to me, from earth, you're still needed on this side. Your assignment on this side is not yet complete. You must stay on this side. And then I found my being floating through time, space, and heavens or and the whatever and then bam my spirit man you know it's just like it hits my body lying in my bed all of a sudden i'm awake and alert and again the bedroom was filled with manifested glory it was a glory realm wow and i knew in one way i know we have free choice but in that sense i knew i didn't have a choice I was sent back because my assignment was not yet complete. My assignment was not yet finished. And I have come back in part not to only continue to do more of what I've already done. I have come back to be a parable again a someone who goes through metamorphosis and changes. And I get to change in front of everybody's eyes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. This and, is so and I get to be, yeah. And I'll, I'll slow this down and let us interact, okay? So I get to be one of many. I think that I got called back to not just I will continue to do what I've done. But I got called back to help model what we teach to have influence in the seven cultural mountains. And so I love the arts, entertainment, and media. Doug, do you know what I just recently did? What was that? I have just, at 65 years old, released a high-level, professionally done singing, music, recording called Never Alone. I had one of the top producers in the United States, executive producer who's won 17 Grammys, 30 Doves, and four Tellies. I ended up with a vocal coach who's one of the tops, period, who only coaches the A1 list people, and I did not qualify at all to work with any of these people I ended up with some of the best studio musicians in Nashville, and I just released what? Never Alone, and it's not worship music, but it's spiritual music. And part of my own healing is telling my heart to sing again. But part of this is, because this is with cellos and and violins and violas and, 
and, and a muted trumpets and, and a Grammy Award jazz, a pianist, where I'm singing Unforgettable. And the theme song is uh, from Carousel from the 1940s, You'll Never Walk Alone. Hmm. The arrangements are outrageous. But why am I telling you this? That's just a person. No, it's because I'm walking out something about transformation and about learning a new industry. So I have gotten thrust in the last two years to be forced to learn the music industry. I've had to start a label. I've had to learn the legalities. I'm now a member of ASCAP. Wow. So I've got out now an incredible high level, well done, never alone on iTunes and on um, CD. And it has been the hardest job I have done in over 30 years. That's one of the most rewarding. Why am I rattling about that? Because he didn't just send me back to continue to do more of what I've already done. I've never done this before. But he told me to do it. Right. He told me to do it. And I am using this as an example. He's going to quicken some talents that have been buried in some of you out there right now. And they're going to get quickened. They're going to get a power surge is going to hit you. And you're going to have a, a desire to do something in a different way. The Lord's told me this, uh, Doug, and I'm like, so pregnant with this, the prophetic 2.0, and that's a huge subject. And what part of it is, and you're a forerunner in, in all of these things, that in prophetic 2.0, that we must learn a new vocabulary for the prophetic so that we can reach an audience with the prophetic grace, a new field of harvest that we're called to reach. So therefore, we're going to have to learn a new packaging, a new language. Do I understand what I'm saying? No. But I'm committed to the journey of discovering. Yeah, this is so powerful because these are the things that the Lord showed me a while back, and sometimes as prophetic people, and many of you listening, as Sometimes we can lack the prophetic depth perception because when yeah. it happens, like when James was talking about that encounter, you know, the the acceleration mm-hmm. encounter that can jolt us or, or or almost put an etch in our in our spirit. It feels like, oh my goodness, that's why people can have these encounters and think that Jesus is coming back now because of this. Oh yeah, right, yeah. Uh-huh. And, right. So and misinterpret the encounter. Right. But the encounter right now, this is really paramount, what you just touched, interpreting the encounters. But God is raising the discernment level right now because he is more jealous about the proper applications than we are. And so for some, he is raising the discernment level so we won't err in the misapplication of the misinterpretation of the encounter. Exactly. Yeah. And I was just talking last night to uh, the group that I teach, and I was saying, you know, 
let me just go back to 2015. Those blood moon prophecies were amazing, but uh-huh. they were not the big one. They weren't the, the return of Jesus, but it was right. Jesus coming again in a new way. Because we could look back right. at 2015, and it was just misinterpreted, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't that, false. It was misinterpreted. Yeah, you are talking my language, buddy. Doug, I had to shut my mouth when all of that was happening because the Lord didn't want me to come across as a critic or, God help us all, a know-it-all, because no one knows it all. Yeah. And I had to shut my mouth during that period of time about the blood moons because my knower knew that it was of God and these were signs, but they were in part getting misinterpreted because man's filter had a paradigm of a certain eschatology. Now, I don't know all the answers, but I do know this. Before he comes for us, He's coming to us. Yes, come on now. And so those were signs of a jubilee. Those were signs that they were signs of his next wave of empowering unto transformation versus sell your house, don't get any education, don't get married, or silliness about, which some of us walk through in the Jesus People movement, misapplications to the times. But may the Lord give wisdom while keeping hold of zeal in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, this is so important. And I believe that that what happened in the tragedies, that's what I call it, tragedies of 2017, God was very much aware of it. It seemed like a shift happened. And it brought us back around to what you just said, is that before he can come for us, He's going to come yeah. to us, and the tragedies yeah. were ma- were designed. Not they weren't uh, made by God, but yeah. it was the enemy. But they were being used by God to get us to cry out That's to right. Him. And now there's a holy desperation for people <sighs> crying out now because of these things. Yeah, it is, it is so true. And you know, the fasting at times. I'm just using you know fasting as an example. It is proper, it's right, it's in the Word, and so it's correct. It's biblical. Sacrifice releases power. That's not a Bible verse, but it is a biblical principle. But right now, there is truly a fresh unction of the Holy Spirit. There's a fresh grace that is for prayer and fasting. And... I'm, and I, for whatever reason, I'm just locked in on the West Coast right now. Not only the West Coast, but what happens on the West Coast affects the whole world. That's right. The West Coast, California is a womb in the body of Christ. It's a place of birthing. It is a place of um, new beginnings. It just historically has been. I remember being shown, you know, some dreams from the past, and I was riding on the back of an eagle, and, you know, I'm soaring up and down all over the West Coast, and I had these dreams over and over and over, like four and five, three, three, four or five years ago, and, and I was riding on the top of a, 
an eagle, and it was soaring up and down the West Coast. And then it all went down to Tijuana, Mexico, went up to Vancouver, British Columbia. Then it started circling and started circling and started circling, and then it started circling all over the city of Angels. And it started circling over Orange County. And it was looking once again for a place to land so that there could be a nest, a place of nurturing, a place of birthing. I'm not trying to build up California as the only place. No. Something that's going to be different this time than in previous moves, it was even in recent church history. Everybody went to Toronto. Maybe not everybody, but a lot of hungry people went to Toronto and still do. A lot of people went to Pensacola. A lot of people went to Kansas City. A lot of people went to Charlotte. A lot of people go to Reading. But there is going to be so many hot spots open up simultaneously that it'll be different this time because we will not be going to one location for the manifestation, one location for the open heaven. Uh-uh. This this movement's different this time. Yeah. There's going to be so many centers and for also individuals who do carry the open heavens and everywhere they go, they create an open heaven. And so I, I think that what we're crossing over, stepping over into has a whole lot more diversification and a whole lot more um, portals, a whole lot more uh, geographical places where it is, though, the finger of God comes down. Yeah, this is so powerful. Listen, we're talking about the new interpretation or the new understanding yeah. of what God's doing. We don't have a language for it yet, and, and all of it, as we've been yeah. saying, and even fasting right now. When you mentioned fasting, mm-hmm. yeah, we were talking about this a little bit ahead of time, but um, mm-hmm. just last week it happened that someone had a dream that sent to Lou Engel that there was a man standing on a stage calling for a yeah. fast to sing the song of the last rain. That's the latter rain And the the speaker was a combination, a hybrid of Lou Engel, who's a faster, with the call, Doug Addison, and Keith Ferrante. Now, the three of us uh, represent Mm -hmm. the West Coast, and we had not talking together. We've been now on the phone. We've been on the phone so much. We've been now planning to launch a fast but but check this out we felt like we needed to get the interpretation of the new fast and it's and so we're going to start this and even this morning the lord showed me esther 922 because it's a new time and he wrote uh, the king wrote this to observe the days of feasting and joy Oh, great. And that is what we're feeling right now. To put a language Mm. to it, which my tribe might understand Mm -hmm. this, is is fasting from negativity. But not just that. We're calling people to to feasting and joy as we fast from negativity to release the West Coast into its destiny that can touch the world right now. That's amazing. The church that I am a part of right now in Nashville is another one of the new epicenters. 
It's called The Belonging Company. It's only been going for four years. Last night, I had the honor of being present for the fourth anniversary, only four years old. The work has already got over 3,000 people in it, and I've seen more people come to Jesus in this, this church. It's hard to call it a church, okay? In this gathering of radical, passionate worship with the Lordship of Jesus being preached and healings happen, and yet it's not about healing. And deliverance happens, yet it's not about deliverance. And and they just finished last night, 21 days, a 21-day Daniel fast. Well, because of certain medical conditions for myself and or, you know, things, I have to be, you know, care. I've done a lot of fasting over my lifetime. But I had to see, God, how can I participate in this? And so it's fascinating, Doug. So this, one of the things the Lord had me fast of is the use of certain slang words that have become, started to become some of my favorite words to use. And he started showing me that it was a little sloppy. and. But for me, my 21 days was a fast concerning negative speech. Wow. Exactly what you're talking about. Exactly. Wow. I, I, I'm feeling the presence. Awesome? It's starting to well up right now because we're, I've been talking about the negativity fast for a long time, you know, how it'll change your life oh. and open the heavens over your yeah. finances and bring healing to you. But now the Lord's saying he's going to use this to open things up over your life. But not only just fasting from something is imparting or the power surge of joy. So we have to get that power surge of joy in with this. That is so amazing. Wow. It's so amazing. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited. Great to connect with you. Yeah. And and the favor of the Lord is on you, and you and your ministry is an, another one of them that has been chosen to be a part of this, the way the Lord gave it to me, the West Coast Rumble. Yeah. To be a part of the new convergence of the ages, of where God takes the best of the previous moves of God. He brings it all together. I didn't say that this is the final harvest. Right. But we are crossing the threshold into the greatest harvest that the church has ever known. And God's favor is on you, and you are one of those voices that he has chosen to not be an echo of someone else. Hmm but to be a voice that itself releases reverberations, sound waves that releases influence and impact for such a time as this. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Humbling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But it's true. It's feeling like it's things are going to explode right now. You're carrying yeah. this powder okay. keg of the acceleration (laughs) 
power yes, surge for our destiny. Yes, I want you to release okay. that on us. Okay, I'll do that. I'll be glad. Father, I thank you for uh, spirit connections. I thank you. Yesterday when I was doing an online class, I spontaneously, uh, with video and everything, and cameras and all that, I saw a picture, sort of like the, the painting where God's hand is being stretched out and then there's man's finger. And Jesus called it the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit's called the finger of God. And I saw, and I, and I, and I actually, I, I walked this out, I depicted it on camera. I saw God's finger coming down from heaven. And I saw man's finger or reach of desperation reaching up. And then I saw agreement where we, man's reach, touched God's availability, God's desire. And man's finger, God's finger, we touched. And there was then a conduit where the conduit between heaven and earth and there would maybe call it Jacob's Ladder. Use many different terminologies. But I'm describing to you what I just saw yesterday. And I see the finger of God, of the Holy Spirit, coming down. I see the desperation of man rising up. And there is a touch. There's a touchdown. There's a touch and agree. There's a touch point. There is now a conduit. There is a flow. There is a release. There's a release of a power surge to quicken, to make alert, activate the river of God inside of you to be awakened with a voice, with a word that can be and will be heard because these are the beginnings of the days of acceleration where we do not lose what we have attained, but we maintain what we have attained and we, momentum happens. So I bless you with the authority of the grace and the empowering of the beginning of the days of acceleration in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. We've been talking with James Gall of God Encounters Ministry. And tell us how to follow you, get a hold of your stuff, anything you have available. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, hey, uh, you can go to jamesgall.com. And I have curriculum kits. I've got over 20 of them. I send out two free audio, video, and written messages every month. Just go to James Gall, or you can go GodEncounters.com. I also do at least three online classes, uh, free webinars, and then I do uh, three then classes every year also by registration. So I have a plethora of free material in archives hundreds of audio and video messages that you have at your fingertips at any time. So thank you, Doug, for letting me share that. And you can go to James Gall, that's a G, G-O-L-L, or 
godencounters.com, and there's a lot of equipping tools. And this fall, I'm going to be launching another new branch of things, tools or nets for the harvest. And I'm going to be releasing equipping tools free to help disciple people and help. And it's going to be free. Did you hear free? That's great. <laughs> Working on this now. I'm envisioning it because I'm, it's supposed to get released in time for this new beginning, this new harvest. And so uh, thank you. And guys, people out there, support this ministry. Support thank you so much. Enlight. Support Doug, his dear wife. Support their staff. They're people of integrity. And it is important that you sow your seed in good soil. And this is good soil. Wow. So, so blessings and thank, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much, James, for coming on. I'm so glad we could have this time. Yeah. The Lord had told me to wait. Now I knew why. Because yeah. it was now, yeah. this is it. This is the yeah. launch of what's going on and the 2.0 this year. You put a yeah. lot of language. Yeah. I have three pages of notes yeah. here. And you got to put yeah, a lot okay. of language to what, what I've yeah. already been feeling and experiencing. All right, everybody. God bless you. See you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Spirit Connection with Doug Addison. Connect with him online at DougAddison.com.